0: This is Loudspeaker. Hey there, I'm your host, Sarah Moneris, and you're listening to the We Podcast, where together we find inspiration, encouragement, and growth through stories and real talk. Here, we navigate the messy human experience together. We raise our voices and speak our truth. In this space, we value the conversations that broaden our perspective and help us fully understand that we are connected, we are capable of growth, and that we are not alone. Are you ready? Let's get real. Hello, hello, welcome to the show. You're listening to episode number 106. Today I am coming to you and I just want to share some thoughts that I've been having lately and really dive into the topic of space. What's taking up space in your life? Maybe who is taking up space? And just the concept of space in our life in general, This is something that has been coming up fairly regularly the last couple of weeks with my clients and, you know, different people that I get to interact with, my coaching group, all these amazing people that I get to do life with. It's just so interesting how at different seasons it seems like. There are themes that really present themselves over and over again, and so I want to talk about it because I think that if these people are dealing with it, that maybe you're dealing with it too, and it it would be helpful for you as well. So what do I mean by space? And let me explain. I feel like we have a certain capacity for space in our lives, and I know For me personally, for a really long time, I expected myself to have unlimited amount of capacity. And I see people do this a lot to themselves. I get sucked into it over and over again. Something I have to continually remind myself that there is not unlimited availability of energy and space in our lives. And so you could look at it as space. You could look at it as energy, whatever it is that best fits for you. I kind of see them working together interchangeably. One thing that I've kind of developed for myself is a visualization of it because when I expected myself to have unlimited capacity, I was constantly stressed out, overwhelmed, not in a good place emotionally, feeling frazzled, really getting to a place when we feel like we have unlimited space, I, it's a really unfulfilling place to be. A lot of times we are allowing everybody else's energy, everybody else's, you know, issues or things that they're needing help with to take up too much space. And so because we don't have an un- unlimited amount what ends up happening is everybody else's stuff, everybody else's energy comes in and takes up all of our space, and so there's nothing left for us. And so I like to think of it kind of as a pie chart, and I know that there should probably be a more fancy word for this, <laughs> maybe I need a more fancy visualization, but this is what we've got. And so this is what makes sense for my brain is really looking at it as we each have an internal pie chart within us. And that pie chart is, let's say, like a meter for letting us know when we're at capacity, how much space we have, how much space something in particular in our lives is taking up. And this is something that really needs to be paid attention to and tended to. So if you can picture a pie chart within that graphic, right, within that circle, there's only the ability for 100%. You can't fit in 200%. There, there is the possibility for 100%. And whatever it is that you're measuring, each gets a little sliver of the, the graph. And some things take up a larger percentage of the graph. Some things are little tiny percentages, but it's very set. If one thing is taking up 50% of the chart, then there's only another 50% to designate to other things. And so I think that this is really, really valuable when we look at our lives and we look at the things that we're allowing in our lives, the things that we're allowing to take up space and having that expectation of having an abundant amount of space when we really don't. And so I think if we can see it as I only have my 100%. I only have so much that I can fit into my life, into my energy, in order to be functioning optimally, right? In order to be in a place where I'm not feeling overwhelmed or I'm not feeling like I'm just completely frazzled and don't know how I'm going to get everything done, When we're able to see it from that perspective, I think it really helps us to evaluate if we want to allow space or things, people, circumstances, situations to come into our lives and take up our valuable limited space. Sometimes I think things are inevitable, like they come in and no matter what we do, they're going to take up space. And so something I can give you an example of is last week, I was writing a pretty big report for something. And the the report is really, really long and really detailed, really in depth. I have to do a lot of thinking. I feel like it is a bit of pressure And when I do those things, it takes up a lot of space in my life. It kind of takes over my ability to be creative, my ability to relax. So I would maybe picture that report as, okay, this is inevitably going to take up 50% of my space. And so If it's going to take up that much room, then what's going to have to be put on the back burner until this thing is done? So I think that helps. It it definitely helps me to be able to think about, you know, this is temporary. This isn't long term. This is something that I need to accommodate in the short term, and just be aware of that this is the way it is right now, that next week it won't necessarily be the same, right? And then I can go back to those things that maybe had to be put on the back burner while I was finishing this one thing that really was taking up a lot of space. But if I have that awareness, I am able to have a lot more grace for myself to put things on the back burner, to not expect myself to fit those things in when it's just completely unrealistic that my capacity is only so much. And so I can say to myself, it's okay. These things can go back over here. They're going to wait for you. You can pick them back up when this other thing is finished. So it's a really great way to stop and evaluate over and over and over again. What does my pie chart of space look like? What is taking up a lot of energy, a larger percentage within my capacity? And do I want it to be that way? Do I not want it to be that way? Is there something that I really, really want in there that there's just no room for right now? if that's the case, what do I need to take out? What do I need to maybe say no to? What do I need to put an end to? What are the things that you're doing within your capacity that are really heavy and weighing you down? And maybe things that you said yes to that you don't really even want to be doing but maybe you felt obligated or you're like me and you have a bit of a issue with people pleasing and over saying yes, then that's really something to dive into and and look at. So I really love this as an evaluative exercise to help us reground ourselves in our lives, to help us have more grace for ourselves and whatever it is that's going on for us in different seasons. I think that's another thing to think about is it changes, right? It changes through the seasons of our lives. And so if you have little kids, those little kids are going to be taking up a really large percentage of your space, As they get older and become more self-sufficient, they start to take up less and less and less space, and you have more of that room for yourself. But even if they're taking up a lot of space, I think it's important to figure out how do you create space for yourself in the midst of that. Maybe it's getting a babysitter, getting help, finding a way to create space this isn't just for parents. That's just an example. But maybe you have a really, really taxing and stressful job and that job takes up a lot of space. How can you really create your ideal life and your ideal way of living? And if you were to do that, how much space would that job take up? What would that look like for you? when we're working really hard and taxing and stressful jobs and then we're maybe coming home and not having a lot of energy or space to give to our partner or our family or our friends or the things that we love, our activities, our hobbies, and then that can really cause a lot of issues for us. And so I think that we think Again, going back to that abundant, if we are looking at it as this is abundant, we think, oh yeah, I'll shove it in there. I'll get it in there. I'll focus on that. But then it never happens because you can't put it into something that's already full. Mm -hmm. there are the things that inevitably take up space like we've just talked about and that we need to kind of adjust for and make accommodations for knowing that the season is a short-term season and then there are the other things that come into our lives and I think that (laughs) these can sometimes be harder because maybe they're more emotionally based things that Don't necessarily take up physical space, but maybe more mental and emotional space. And so if you know my story at all, if you've read my book, um, if you haven't, grab it. But if you've read my book and, and you've heard me talk, you know that I have quite the history in my relationship with my mom. It's not really something that I have talked about publicly very often in my book, I talk about the fact that she disappeared in 2012, just up and left and completely and totally out of character. We had a relationship that was very codependent and enmeshed, is how we refer to it in the counseling world. Very, very intertwined and, you know, looking back unhealthy that I can see now, but Hard to see when you're in it. When she left, I was just completely and totally beside myself, devastated. I thought that really I couldn't function without her, which is a part of codependency. Over the last nine years, I've really done a lot of work in creating awareness about this relationship, creating awareness about. The space that opened up when my mom left, even though that was really, really painful, it opened up a lot of space for me that wasn't there before because for a long time, there was a lot of space taken in really being a caretaker, taking care of her, making sure she was okay, making sure I wasn't upsetting her, whatever it may be. But To skip forward, and this isn't necessarily an episode about codependency, (laughs) but my book is. So if you want to know more about that, really take a look at it, because I, I think that a lot of relationships that take up a lot of space really can be often codependent relationships. And so sometimes it's not reports that are taking up the space. Sometimes it's people and over the last nine years, I've really cleared out that space. I've, I've grieved. I've had absolutely no contact with her whatsoever since uh, my brother died in 2014. So I didn't know if she was alive, if she was dead, where she was, if I was ever going to see her again. And it just kind of was open-ended. And so that's That's kind of hard to grieve, but I do think that I got to a place where I was feeling pretty secure within myself, within my family, and really loving my life as it was, and then you know, life has a way of saying, okay, you're a bit too comfortable now, so let's shake things up a bit for you. Let's take you to your next level of learning, your next level of growth, because I think you're ready for it most of the time. (laughs) That can really feel like it totally sucks. And I think one way we can look at it is as, is I am ready for that next level of growth. So last year, I want to say, I don't even remember the month, around August, my mom was arrested. And, you know, a lot came out about the reason why she left and the fact that she was wanted for embezzling money from a job she worked at for 30 years. So, all of this is public knowledge. She hasn't been charged. I will say that she did just plead guilty to a couple of charges. Feels pretty crappy, really, to have your mom in the newspaper in jail awaiting her uh, sentencing. So, that's where it is right now. But one thing that's really bubbled up from all of that is her now, once that she has been caught wanting to come back and be a part of my life and my experience, and once again, take up the space that she was taking up before. And the reality is, I don't have that space anymore. I I do, but what that means is, is that other things have to go, right? If She comes in and I allow her to refill that space because here's the thing. It's not just another healthy relationship. So I have a lot of amazing, healthy, beautiful relationships and those relationships don't feel like they take up a lot of space right like maybe they take up some but that space is it's mutual so in a healthy relationship it's a give and take there's a love and a support that goes both ways. And so it doesn't feel like, oh, I have to put so much room aside for this relationship because it's so consuming and it's so hard and draining and all of those things. So that's a really good way to kind of gauge your relationships too. Is it, is it filling you up positively? Does it feel like it's not taking up a lot of space? In, in your capacity, or is it taking up so much that maybe it's taking away from other things? So that's been something that's been difficult for me is really figuring out how do I deal with this? How do I decide moving forward how much space I'm going to allow this to consume in my life? And what am I willing to let go of and give up in order for this to take up space? So I can't say that I'm doing it correctly. It's, it's a difficult thing, especially I think when it comes to our family. I think that our, a lot of times we allow family to take up space just because they're our family that we wouldn't allow other people to consume, right? Like we wouldn't allow a friend or an acquaintance or anyone for that matter be able to consume us or throw us off or forsake maybe ourselves or other things for them. But we do that with family. We think they're my blood, so I have to put up with these things that... I would never put up with from anybody else. And so something that I've had to really think about is what are my boundaries in this situation? The the problem is, is that I did give an opportunity to see kind of where my mom is at. And the reality is, and and I don't want to speak for her or her experience, but from my perspective, is not at a place within herself to take accountability or have a healthy relationship with me. So if I know that and I have that information, then what am I going to do with it? And so maybe your mom didn't disappear and she's not in jail. (laughs) But I think that this is really transferable to many, many, many of our relationships. And a lot of times people take up this space when they're not at a place to add to our lives. They're not at a place to add healing or support. It's more of a relationship that would just be consuming and draining. And, you know, I'm at a place in my life where my pie chart, my meter Whatever we want to call it is really important to me, and it's really at the front of my awareness, and I'm not going to allow things in my experience or to take up my energy that are in alignment with who I am, who I want to be, how I want to show up in the world, how I want to impact others, any of those things. I also feel like this really has been a topic in the last year or so with the election and everything that has happened with the pandemic you know, so much has been going on in our world and that affects our energy. It affects our capacity. It affects, you know, it, really everything. When you add something new to the meter, then again, remember everything else is impacted. So you can't add something new without it impacting everything else that's in there. And so for me, the election took up a lot of space for me. It also really, I feel impacted my relationships and the way that I not viewed others, but the way that I kind of realized things about people in my life that for me was a turning point of, okay, this is not a relationship that I am going to allow to take up space in my life. So I encourage you to think about what are maybe the emotional things, the mental things, the physical things, what what does that look like for you? And maybe even doing an activity of, you know, making a pie chart about how your life is really right now. Like if you were to look at your life today and say, how am I living? How, how am I allowing things to take up space? And what does that look like? What percentage of my life is taken up by maybe an unhealthy relationship or your children or your job or TV watching even, you know, playing video games, whatever it may be, what is consuming you, what is taking up the most space and getting really real with yourself and really allowing yourself to see that this is the reality of how I'm living my, my life right now. Maybe this is why I'm feeling stressed out. Maybe I'm trying to allow too many things to come in and I am over capacity. And so if that's the case, and if you're able to really have this real authentic conversation with yourself, then create a pie chart that looks like your ideal life, your very, very, very best and beautiful life, if you were able to you know visualize that what would it look like what would your ideal chart look like and for example for me sometimes i think work probably takes up more space than i really ideally want it to the the thing that's hard for me with that is i love to work <laughs> i really love to work i love what i do I, I love to work, and that's not always good or best for it to take up as much space as I allow it to. So when I can really sit down and get real with myself about, okay, you know, work is really taking up probably 75% of your energy. Let's reevaluate this. This is true. Actually, I've been just doing this with summer coming. This summer, my amazing son is home and it's really easy for me sometimes to focus on just work and how am I going to get all the things done? I can get really overwhelmed when he's here and, and I have to work and then you know, when I'm working, he's playing video games or he's on his tablet or getting some sort of screen time. And then I end up feeling guilty and it's just a terrible cycle. So what I've really been focusing on the last week is how am I going to balance out my space this summer in a more ideal way? How in in this summer, maybe work needs to take up 40%. And that's okay, I can adjust that ideally over the next two months, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. This episode is brought to you by Carrie Imhof with Edge Mortgage Inc. Carrie is a mortgage broker serving clients in northern Colorado. Not only is Carrie knowledgeable about mortgages, but she also truly cares about her clients and fights to get them the very best deal possible. I know that this is true as my husband and I have worked with Carrie multiple times with mortgages, refinances, and on our investment properties. Every experience that we've had working with Carrie has been absolutely excellent. Saving her clients money and making sure their process is smooth and enjoyable are definitely her top priorities. She can help you with refinancing your home and with the purchase of your dream home. If you want a mortgage lender who will take the time to find the very best scenario for you, give Carrie with Edge Mortgage Inc. a call. Find her at www.edgemortgageinc.com and follow her on Facebook or Instagram. You'll be so happy that you did. You're listening to a podcast on the Loudspeaker Network. To find other podcasts and unique programming, visit www.loudspeaker.fm. Loudspeaker, diverse voices, unique sound. So do that comparison. I encourage you after you get off this podcast, sit down, write it out, create a new awareness about this in your life. It's transformational because it's something that you can continually come back to over and over and over again. I think as humans, we get into very often just what's comfortable, right? It's comfortable for me to spend 75% of my space on work. I feel the most comfortable in work. Why? Because I'm helping other people. That fulfills me. And maybe I don't always have to be vulnerable or maybe I don't always have to do my own work when I'm focused on everybody else. So, it's important to, to be able to allow ourselves to go there, right? To really, truly go there and to be honest with ourselves and, and not be sucked into this is just what's comfortable for me. So there's that activity. I would love to hear if you do sit down and do that. I would love to hear how it goes. I would love to hear any ah ahas or takeaways that you have from that. Please, please share with me. I'd love to just know how you are really intervening in your energy. So the other thing I want to talk about, so here's the thing, like how do we do this? So we create an awareness through the activity that I just talked about. Awareness is the first step always, right? We have to create an awareness about what's going on within us. Even listening to this podcast is creating an awareness. I'm not sure that you ever pictured a internal pie chart within yourself. <laughs> Maybe you have, but <laughs> this is probably new. So it's it's a new awareness. Then the second thing is what do we do with that awareness? What action do we create? And I think that that's a piece that often gets left out. A lot of times we are seekers of knowledge and information and we create lots of new awareness, but then we don't actually do anything with it. So taking that awareness and really thinking about what are my action steps, I think a huge action step for this and Determining what you're going to allow to take your energy is setting boundaries. Are there relationships that need boundaries set? Are there the things that you need to be saying no to? Are there the things that you've committed to that maybe just need to be taken off your plate? Not necessarily because you don't love them or because. You don't want to do them, but because they're just taking up too much space at this point. There is absolutely no judgment or shame in that. Everybody has their own personal process when it comes to this. I don't know that any of this work can happen without boundaries, Part of boundaries, and one of my friends, I was talking to her the other day, and something she brought up was rules for how you treat me and how those fit with boundaries. And I think that I've always kind of thought about boundaries as rules for how we're treated, but I loved how she brought kind of into my awareness that they're two separate things. So, in order to set boundaries, We have to have a set of rules for how you're allowed to treat me and what what's allowed, what's not allowed. What are your non-negotiables? What will you, you know, maybe be flexible on? What are you absolutely not flexible on? So creating those rules for your relationships. If you have A bunch of relationships that are draining you, that are throwing you off, you know, not positively adding to your life, then really thinking about it. And creating a list of rules, what do these relationships, what requirements do they need to meet in order to stay in my life? And then boundaries is a product of that, right? So then we set a boundary with the other person so that we can then honor the rules that we've set for ourselves. So that's a huge way to get your pie chart into the ideal setting rather than the frazzled, overwhelmed, assuming you have an abundance of space kind of setting. There's that piece. I think that another piece really is knowing that it's okay. That it's okay to say this doesn't fit. This doesn't fit within my capacity i don't have the energy for this i'm not going to go there i'm not going to allow this in my space very often we are kind of told right we need to help others we need to be a nice person we need to give back or whatever it is all yes we need to give back we need to lift others we need to do all those things and we need to do them after our cup is already full and overflowing. And so if we're not doing them after we're already full, then we're going to end up doing them from a place of obligation and resentment rather than an authentic place of this is who I truly am and and I feel joyful to give in these ways. So Allowing yourself that is absolutely huge. All right, my friends, I hope that that has been helpful for you today. I hope that you have learned something. Again, I would love, love, love to hear what you've learned. I would also love to hear from you something that we have recently added to the Wee Spot is a opportunity for people to submit questions anonymously. So you can go to the slash ask. Yes, the slash ask. It will take you to a page that has a form that you can fill out and ask any question that you have about relationships, growth, parenting, absolutely anything and I will answer those questions. So I will either do them on the podcast. I'm also answering them on Facebook Live over on WeeSpot.com. or if it's a bigger topic, I may answer your question in a blog. So this is an awesome opportunity to ask those questions that maybe you feel afraid to ask. Maybe you don't want anybody to know you're asking There's really a lot of power in asking those questions, and we really, really grow when we can have our questions answered, but also to have these situations in our lives maybe normalized. So head over there. Again, it's thewespot.com slash ask and get your question in there. Thank you so much for listening to the Wee Podcast. If you could post this episode on your social media with the biggest ah ahas and make sure to tag me so that I can see it and interact with you. Find me on social media and let's also get connected. This show is produced by Loudspeaker Networks. Also, always giving credit to my talented daughter for creating my show music. You can find more of the we podcast as well as many other awesome shows and things on the network at loudspeaker.fm. If you've heard something today that has touched you, don't forget to share and leave us a review makes a huge difference. So thank you so much for those. Remember your story makes you who you are. Speak your truth, show up for the hard conversations choose growth and always, always know that you are not on this journey alone. See you next time.